Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. All right, all right. Welcome you to Porch Talk. Coming at you from Hattiesburg, Mississippi. We happen to be on a porch. We just left the Mockingbird where Tyler Tisdale, Carrie Hudson, Drew Young put on a Bluebird Cafe style songwriter night, about two hours worth of stories and songs. Uh, boys, I, I honestly, uh, just being in the crowd, I couldn't have imagined it going any better. Just open up. I mean, what are your thoughts about the evening? Oh, I was thrilled um, to be on stage with these two guys over here. And um, I think my one of my favorite moments of that was just, I moved back to Hattiesburg uh, about a year and a half ago. And this was like the first thing that I, the first like, kind of bigger show I've done here. And I just love the fact that Hattiesburg has got this can-do attitude, man. It's just like, you dream it, and you can do it, and people will support you and come out. And just looking out in the audience, I was like, man, I just love this town, man. It was so great. I felt that tonight. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, absolutely, man. Terry, yeah. what are you thinking? Yeah, it was, I was uh, pleasantly surprised, but not too surprised because of what Drew said. I mean, this town is very supportive. I think that's one of the reasons it's got such a strong music scene these days. Like, I'll be playing down in uh, Ocean Springs sometimes, which has got more bars per capita than any other town Mississippi. All the bands will be from Hattiesburg. <laughs> really? I mean, I'll be I've like me and... Too, yeah. it's, it, is, it really is like oh. that, yeah. You'll get, walk down the street and there's... Grits and Greens. Yeah, four or five different Hattiesburg bands. Thomas All your friends are down there. Yeah. That's yeah, great, man. Yep. Tyler? Oh, dude, I thought it was a great night, man. <clears throat> I uh, I think before the – a couple hours before we started, Drew and I were talking, and he said we had sold about 22 tickets. And I was like, that's – I was – that made me feel very optimistic. I was like, usually – because this town, it's usually a, like, show up, pay at the door kind of town, you know. And <clears throat> we uh, – the fact that we had sold that many tickets before the show even started and just – then 50 plus people probably showed up and it was just 
a great night, man. I met Drew like a few months ago, and since uh, how did we meet? meet? Well, actually, it's so funny, Drew. We it was kind of over social media because uh, Drew was in uh, is it Sweden? I was in Sweden. He was in Sweden at a restaurant eating, and my song came on in the restaurant, and. He made a post about it on Facebook, and I thought it was really cool. And we just kind of stayed like following each other after that. And then, lo and behold, he moved back to Hattiesburg. And yeah. I think we linked up at like Grilling Grocery one night or something like that. I think like we that. did. Yeah, and, I think uh, exactly what it was. <clears throat> I think from that night on, we've been talking about doing this. Yeah. So, then uh, we did that show at, um, at the uh, Switchyard. Yeah. That was fun. That was a lot of fun. Yeah. My band fun. was playing at Switchyard, and Drew came and did a set uh, to kick things off. And. It was a great night. We had a great turnout for that one. And then tonight, man, like I've been wanting to do something like this with Carrie Hudson for, you know, ten fucking years. So, uh, <laughs> I uh, this was a this was a, a cool night for me, man. To, I had a lot of fun. To throw it over to Carrie just for a second, of uh, Blue Mountain, of uh, one of my favorite venues in the entire state of Mississippi, the Blue Canoe in Tupelo. Uh, I've heard tales that uh, you have a song lyric that inspired the very name of that place. Carrie, uh, man, it's it's an honor to be sitting with you, man. Like, uh, what was you saying about that young boy? What's that? Off that lyric. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> what now? Off that lyric of Carrie's. Uh, oh yeah, he said is that. <laughs> He said, my, my guitar player, Mike Dusan, uh told me Carrie's crashed at his house one night. And uh, he said he, he woke up the next morning, his young son, August, who's like six or seven at the time, said, who was that that was here last night? He said, it was Carrie Hudson. He said, oh, is that the uh, uh, sometimes life's a bitch guy? <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it. It's, I'll I mean, take it. Like, and I guess that's my question, Carrie, is like Adam Morgan and Tupelo and uh, man, just being in the crowd tonight and just hearing some of the people, uh, you know, while we took a break over the, the train. The train, through, yeah, yeah. And I got to know some of the crowd. And uh, man, just, uh, man, just people have a reverence for uh, you and your songs. So uh, congratulations, man. Thank you, brother. Uh, how did it all start for you? Where did it come from, man? Uh, you know, I grew up around here, like, singing in church and stuff, and um, <clears throat> always played music, but didn't really have a plan to play music. And uh, But I was trying to figure out what I was going to do when I was about my daughter's age now. I was about 22. I was waiting tables in Jackson. Uh, and my cousin had started a band up at Ole Miss with one of his dorm mates, this guy named John Stewart, and they had a started a cover band. So my cousin is, uh, he says, hey, and they were working, they were playing fraternity parties and frat bars, basically all over the SEC, right on. making money. And he says, man, my cousin called me up, he said, man, I'm getting married. Do you want to take my place in the band? And so I said yes, and I moved to Oxford, and that was in probably 1987. Were you in practice at that time? 
Like, were you constantly laying it down on the guitar? Yeah, I was really working hard on the guitar at that time. I'd gotten out of college, figured out I didn't want any more higher education. I just wanted to get high. And uh, so... Uh, praise God. Amen. Yeah. Praise the Lord. Yeah. But uh, so, yeah, I was playing guitar. And I, my cousin knew that I was looking for a gig. And so we, I got in that band, the cover band, and then... We started writing songs and we started touring, and uh, yeah, that's how I got started. Was moving to Oxford. Right on, Drew. How did you uh, How did you find Carrie? Mm. You told me a little bit about how you and Tyler met. How did y'all meet? You know, I got a real quick. I got going to piggyback real quick off of off the story you just told me. So I was in um, I was in Jackson a couple of days ago, and I stopped by to. Uh, See my buddy Tommy Couch Jr. Oh yeah, and Tommy yeah, was yeah, like, yeah, yeah. we were talking about you, man. Yeah. And Tommy was like, I used to book those guys. <laughs> he was the booking agent for that. He band. did when we. <laughs> that's yeah. right. When we were uh, small world. When we were one of his other clients was Adam's House Cat. Yeah. Oh God. And Adam's oh, House Cat was uh, was uh, Mike Cooley and Patterson Hood's first band. That's right. So I've known Patterson since. Known the drive-by truckers since oh, that yeah. time too, like 1988 probably. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. We, shout out to Patterson. Shout out to Patterson, and yeah, actually man. the guy that I started the band with, John Stewart, that I that started the he's still in music biz. He went from our band to Uncle Tupelo to a band called the Blue Runners to Wilco. He's still in Wilco. He's a bass player. Yeah. 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 A little history on Blue Mountain. So, of uh, Man, uh, how did Blue Mountain and Drive By? Did you did you ever play shows together? How'd that yeah, we we have done a, a bunch of shows together. Um, in fact, we uh, opened up for them at Graceland last year, which was wonderful. It was kind of disappointing. I was kind of imagining us on the front porch of Graceland like this. But actually, the venue's across the street. Bummer. <laughs> yeah, no, I was just like, wow, man, like hang out in the jungle room, and but not so much. <laughs> that must have been a fun show, though. <clears throat> it was cool. Yeah, it was really cool. Uh, yeah. Tell me a little bit about the build-up for this uh, for this evening, uh, Drew. Did you have a heavy hand in like hooking up with a mockingbird? I mean, this was the inaugural. Yeah. Event. Yeah. So um, I. I well, I used to be a professor at USM in uh, 2013 uh, through 2016, and I used to do a web series called The Porch Sessions, and um, in fact, I had a house right down the street from here, and, um, and I would bring people to the porch, and we would chat and talk, and they, we'd play a song, and, and, and we filmed it and put it out, and so... I had always been a fan of Carrie's work. I was I went to the University of Georgia at eh, roughly the same time that Carrie did, um, and um, the 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 the, the Blue, Blue Mountain was getting around. And I was in a band called Reuben Kincaid, and we were always we never played with Blue Mountain, but we were always on the same circuit. So there was a and uh, so I so I knew I knew of Blue Mountain and I knew of Carrie, and I'd seen Carrie around town and. So I just reached out to him, you know, and said, hey, man, why don't you come be on the porch sessions? That and was uh, that was fun, man. That was a lot of fun. So we came over and drank, drank some whiskey. 
So we did, and uh, and made it made, made a really nice porch size thing. And I, and what always what always amazed me about doing these things was you you know you get to know people right, and Gary's story was like really great, you know. Um, so uh, um, in fact, that's still that's still a pretty popular porch session. It's still really up there. cool, cool. It's still up there, yeah. man. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, well, I did about I did about a hundred of those damn things. Wow. Yeah. How would you describe uh, the Athens music scene during that time? Because it seemed like so much was coming out of Athens during that period. Man, it was incredible. Uh, I started in Athens in 1983, and um, and and I didn't know anybody when I got to the school there. And I was I, I was really I, I started college really young. I was 16 when I when I started college. Oh wow! And so it was it was a weird thing for me because like you know I. Probably should not have started college at 16, but... Um, How did you get to learn about uh, thinking with the, the penis? <laughs> <laughs> Throw back to the song, man. Yeah, you're right. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, but, but Athens was amazing, man. You know, I mean, it's like, you know, we, I mean, we played with every every band that came through there. And, 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 our, and our, our college band was um, fairly popular, you know. I mean, we did, you know, we, we were doing, you know, all the Uptown Lounge, 40 Watt, you know, all that. And then we just... And we basically were got an old um, a Conaline three fifty and drove from Baton Rouge to Boston for ten years, up and down <laughs> the East Coast, man. Just oh man, drinking beer and doing drugs and getting in trouble. Or <laughs> <laughs> time to be alive. <laughs> yeah, had a Conaline too, man. We <laughs> had no the air same conditioning. <laughs> we, had, we had the same exact ride. Everybody had the yeah, yeah, Everybody like, had the Ford Conaline, man. There were a lot of bands on the road and more, it seemed to me maybe more clubs. A lot more clubs. But one thing that changed everything from the deep south and probably all over the country was when they changed the drinking uh -huh. age. Um, I don't know if you were playing then, but that was huge. That, what was it? It used to be... Uh, 18. 18, yeah. Oh, wow. Oh. So every club, every club was packed. So in every college town, instead of having, you know, of course, the college kids are always going to have the fake IDs, but right. but they could come in legitimately. So I mean, the bar it was a different time. Yeah, yeah. And they changed. That made a big difference uh, in the college towns. I didn't realize that uh, you would spend time in Athens like that. Uh, how long? So wait, when were you at Georgia? I was at Georgia from '83 to '89. Okay, so I was there with the Panic. And yeah. the REM boys, and uh, and then, but but I grew up in Atlanta, so there was this whole Atlanta scene that we were part of, which was the Black Crows and the Collective Souls, and yeah. we oh, yeah. toured to Hootie and all these like fun, fun, fun bands. And it was the time of Hootie too, yeah, yeah. Sure well, was. well, the, we, we we played shows with them in the very very beginning, and then they they really rocketed. I mean, they were, and it was funny. They were. Mark, Mark, who's a guitar player, is still a good friend of mine, and um, he's a nice person. Dude, they're they're like the <laughs> nicest guys, man. They're yeah. just like such solid cats, man. And and I think you know, and I remember, I remember going to see them um, once, and I was like, yeah, they're gonna do it. You know what I mean? It was like the most band you're yeah. gonna see. It was like it's like the Widespread Panic used to play every Monday for free at the Uptown Lounge, and they would play from like seven to midnight and um, and and then but the guy that owned the uptown lounge he had this thing they would do five dollar pictures of long island iced teas 
Damn, Ooh. is that a good wow. idea? <laughs> and it was well, no, it wasn't. We we used to we used to call we used to call, what, 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 what were these hippies doing? <laughs> and they and they turn and, and he had he pretty much turned a blind eye to weed smoking. So you walk in the uptown lounge and it would just be like skunk, skunk, and like drunk, uh, skunk and drunk, skunk and drunk, skunk and drunk baby. Write a song already. <laughs> That, that, so, that was did, so great tonight. Like, by the way, y'all were talking about like just how uh, you you uh, compose a song, and like you said, I got three songs with thinking and drinking. Yeah. And, I mean, look at look at what you just did. Yeah. Oh yeah. You man. got something coming. How did so, Carrie? How did uh, how did you get to Georgia? When did that come about? I haven't heard that part of your story. Well, I got to Georgia in the O'Connell line. Uh, and we would go play Athens during that okay, time, so all those were, same y'all places. Okay, were just going up to Georgia a lot. Uh, and that was around the time, too. Um, well, Oxford was one of those towns that was like Athens, but just a smaller scene. But we yeah. had a lot of bands. In fact... Um, and we would play with some of those bands. In fact, that's how JoJo got in panic. He was playing in a band from Oxford called Beanland. They were doing shows together, and then one day panic was like, oh, we need a keyboard player, you know? That's but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, we used to party at JoJo's house late night. So when did Blue Mountain come about? We started in about 1990. And we uh, did a cassette release, and then we did a. We went to Athens, as a matter of fact, and cut a self-release album with John Keane. No, I think I don't. I don't remember. Maybe so. But anyway, we cut a self-release album in Athens, and then in '91, and then the next year we got a record deal with this company called Roadrunner up in New York, and. Um, Cut our first real album, Dog Days, '92. Love that record, man. That's a great record. Great. Record. Yeah, I sold one tonight. I was like, cool. Still paying <laughs> a little bit, a little bit of the time. A little bit of the time. Yeah. So, are you going? Well, I was gonna ask Drew how. Uh, so, like, I know this. This is not your first stint in Hattiesburg, right? No. How did when were you in Hattiesburg the first time around? So I was here from like 2013, 2012, 2000 to like 2017. Okay. Yeah. So okay. Was, um, um, but I, I um I kept a I kept an apartment in New Orleans the whole I, I had that condo I was talking about I kept that place in New Orleans so I was kind of here part time. I got yeah, you. Yeah, I was kind of here part time, um, but I'm here full time now. And you, um, I know you go to how many? You go to Sweden like every year, right? I go about three times a year. Three actually. times a year. Yeah. Wow. How that start? Um, I used this is a crazy story, but but um, I worked for um, a record label called Putumayo, and um, I was the American A and R guy for them, and we used to license a lot of music from around the world. It was like a world music record label. And there was a, uh, um, and so our French music records um, did like really, really well. There was a guy that I had met who was the 
director of the French Music Export Office. He's a really cool guy, a guy named Robert and Singerman. And um, and I happened to be working in, I was working in London, and Robert just randomly emailed me, and he's like, I see on Facebook that you're in London. And uh, he said, if I send you a plane ticket, would you come speak at this conference in Sweden? I was like, hell yeah! <laughs> so, uh, so, um, so I, I, I got, I got to Sweden, and I just, I just kind of fell in love with it, man. It's a great country, man, and and they, man, their commitment to music and art is just extraordinary. Um, really nice people, um, and they love um, music from the deep south. They just love it. I've heard that, like, told, you know, from different European countries and. You think about the United States, and you could really hit it off and say the South, or you might be from the South and you hit it off on the West Coast or in the Northeast. But it seems like with Europe, uh, when something catches, I wonder if it's like just like the mileage of just how big continental U.S. is versus, yeah, you know, a European country might be the size of a state or smaller. Right, right. Yeah. And so, like, and those people are like more closer together when it comes to a culture so when you hear a Tyler Tisdale over the over the radio at a restaurant like it it, it all kind of comes to make sense yeah does that make sense it does yeah mm-hmm. that was a, such a funny thing I mean and I'll tell you this town that I was in is tiny I mean <laughs> I mean there's like two restaurants in this town I was having a piece of pizza and I was like Man, I know, I know this song. And I was like, like, am I I, I making this up? So I I pulled out my phone, shazammed it, and I was like, I was like, that is Tyler, man. I was like, good for you, man. That was such a cool moment, man. When you you made that post, I I freaked out a little bit. I was like, man, because that was not long after I started releasing music. It was not very long. So that was kind of a, uh, I was like, oh, man, we're, People are actually listening to my shit, you know. So like that was a, that was a really cool feeling, man. When Dude, you that, that was yeah. that was wild. It made, it made me proud to be proud of a Mississippi boy. It sounds like go. nice. Yeah, Let's no go, kidding, man. man. It had to be that way. Yeah. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about songwriting. Before that, uh, Carrie, uh, Drew, is uh, man just for the longevity of your careers in music. Uh, and to still be just setting the, the stage on fire, so to speak, uh, being able to tour and move around. Uh, I mean, what, is, what does that mean? I mean, people are still just coming out to see it. What does that mean to you? It's, a, it's, it's, it's so cool, man. It means it's, I don't have to get a job. Well, <laughs> yeah. Good for you, man. I'm not quite there yet. But. I read this thing of it. Uh, Don McLean asked him, somebody asked him, said, what does American Pie mean? He said, it means I never have to work again. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. That's a perfect way to put it. Well, I mean, that's, that's, and let's be real, that's why we all started this, right? You know, that's why we all got into this is because, at least for me, and I feel like it's a pretty common thing amongst, you know, my fellow musicians. It's like, Everybody is the big question is how did you get into this? What made you want to go full time with music? And for me, it really was that. It was like, man, I don't want to be miserable. That's a big working some job I hate. You know, right. like I, mean, I, I, I was wanna, honest about that. Yeah, it's, man. It's like I, 
you know, I told somebody the other day, it's like, man, I, it, you know, I could tell you that <clears throat> I could tell you that I've been dreaming of doing this since I was five years old, but it'd be a bold face fucking lie. You know, it's, I haven't, I haven't. Music found me at a time where like, you know, I was very lost and didn't know, have any direction and didn't know where I wanted to go. And I met some musicians and some songwriters and some guys that were like paying their bills doing it. And I was like, oh, this is doable. You know, this is, uh, I don't have to, you know, instead of working in a kitchen, I can make the same money doing what I love to do, you know? And I think that's how a lot of guys kind of get their start and get going is they just kind of see that realization that like, you know, what is making it to you? To me, that's paying my bills and and not being miserable and like, you know, I I don't have to have a real job. I can do this, you know? Sure. And seeing guys, you know, like Carrie and, uh, you know, like John Mark Odom and, you know, all the the perpetrator and Roundhouse Groove and like all those guys back in the day, like when, you know, like 2010-ish, you know, when, when Hattiesburg had another like really cool resurgence in the music scene and like, had a bunch of fun stuff going on you know and watching all you guys do your thing it's like you know and it's also kudos to like carrie and all these guys being who they are so nice and willing to just hang out with anybody and talk with some kid that doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about you know and like you know and so like but being able to say i know these guys and i that I see them doing it, you know. It just made it seem so possible. I was like, this maybe this isn't so far fetched, you know. Like sure. your family and people like to make it seem when you <laughs> go tell them, hey, I think I'm going to be a musician. They're like, what the fuck are you talking about, you know? But when you see guys like this actually like paying their bills and doing it, you're like, okay, like so either yeah, work man. a shitty job or do this and and make the same money. Like I think I'm going to do this. And then once you make that switch, it just kind of you just it's all about are you willing to put the work in and like go and really do it you know and stay on top of it because i mean at the end of the day it is a business you know and it is like something that you got to be on top of and like yeah you know it's not like you know i think people only see what like tonight you know that's what they see is us up there Mm. having a great time that was the fun part you know what i mean like that was the that was the easy part is up there jamming and just having fun and having a good time. It's like all the other shit the before in. that. Yeah, like you coming and helping me load all my shit in and like us helping Drew break down tonight. It's like they don't stick around for that. <laughs> I didn't either. I didn't stick around for the breakdown either. But. It's all good. Yeah. Tomorrow we get loaded. I said I would, good, but I didn't. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, Kerry, early, early starts, man. Uh, tell me a little bit about music of... Uh, How'd you pick up the guitar? How'd you walk into it? Well, I was playing trombone in the high school band, uh, and had I did not been expect that. Taken man, the funniest <laughs> people are trombone either. players. I didn't know Jimmy Buffett was a trombone player until oh, man. he was in his own, in, in his own bit. Happy but uh, but I was playing trombone and uh, taking piano lessons and singing in the church choir and. About the time I hit 12, uh, I was like, man, the guitar would be cooler than this. And so I just fell in love with the guitar and started playing it when I was 13. And after, in the course of about three or four years, put all that other stuff down. And, um, Self-taught? 
Well, there was a couple of cats that taught me in Sumrall, and then when I went to North Mississippi, I had some mentors there. I would go listen to Junior Kimbrough and R.L. Burnside and watch what they were doing and listen to them. What were they doing in the Delta? Were they making the blues? Uh, well, not in the Delta. They were in the Hill Country. That's R. right. R. That's Junior. around Oxford. Because yeah. I was living in Oxford. We'd go out to Junior's because um, on Sundays it was dry in Lafayette County, so we'd go to Marshall County. And then we figured out you could just drive an extra 15 miles past the beer store and you'd be at an actual juke joint. Uh, so that's how we started going to Junior's before. I heard that in your play in the night, when you, mm-hmm. especially like on your daughter's songs. Yeah, uh, for sure. Uh, there's there's something particular about uh, the hill country mm-hmm. to where uh, the thumb is always keeping the bass line. Yeah. Always. And, and like I heard it, like you didn't need a bass player because you were holding... You were holding the bottom down with what you were doing with your thumb while you were laying the rhythm with your fingers. Yeah, I certainly picked that up from those guys, Junior and all. This episode of Porch Talk is brought to you by our brand new sponsor, Caldera Lab. If you go to calderalab.com slash porch, uh, at checkout you can use promo code PORCH and save 20% off your total purchase order. A little bit about Caldera Lab. It was clinically tested to work on dry, normal, and oily skin. Nine out of ten men who tried this product continue to do so, and they could tell a difference uh, with their skin. Uh, there's an improvement in the appearance of fine lines and wrinkles, elasticity, dark spots, skin tone, and more. It really helped me out with the crow's feet and the wrinkles on my forehead. I have been using the good for about a week now and they also uh, sent me the clean slate icon and the base layer and uh, i've never really been into skincare products i was excited to give caldera lab a shot and i'm glad i did and so as you get a little bit older like myself um, maybe you would like to give these skincare products a try for your face and maybe you'll tell a difference just like i am uh, I'm 32, but I'm currently looking about 23. So uh, look out for me. Once again, if you go to calderalab.com slash porch, use promo code porch, and you'll save 20% off of your purchase order. Back to the show. One thing that I've um, definitely experienced. Who are you, by the way? Me? Me, myself? (laughs) My name is Anagail Hudson. I am from Greta Garner and Carrie Hudson sitting right here with us. Uh, but uh, mostly what I was going to say is what I've learned playing with somebody who is so accomplished in the music de- industry as somebody who is a beginner, um, per se, uh, is I don't exactly know what to expect from any musician at any time. You don't know what they're going to look like, you don't know their background, and you don't know who they've been before, but the amount of music that they can play can constantly (laughs) surprise you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And I've played with many cats in New Orleans, and I sang opera before it came to the fact that I'm singing blues now and how much I really, truly love it. Um, I didn't expect it. Growing up with my dad as a blues musician, I always saw it as his thing. And 
most of the time I enjoy other kinds of music. I really enjoy R&B, I enjoy hip-hop, I enjoy rap, I enjoy rock, I enjoy indie, I enjoy bedroom pop, I enjoy metal, I enjoy hair metal, I enjoy anything in between. But to find what I love in playing with my father is something really, really special. Um, especially when you're playing with somebody like Carrie Hudson, who is truly a legend. Absolutely. How cool has it been to be doing shows with your daughter these Super last couple fun. years? Super fun. Um, you, it's but, usually you, her, and Katrina, right? That's like the the mainstay. Yes, it's it's me and her and Katrina, and then sometime we have uh, rhythm section will come in, like a bass player, bass drummer. and drum. Uh, but yeah, me and her and Katrina are kind of the core of the thing. Um, very much family between us three. And then Anna and I have been doing some traveling outside the South. Um, yeah. we, we've done that, just us. But, um, well, i got to say, so I heard, the first time I ever heard you sing was, uh, the la- I think it was the last time that Pontywoods Woods was out at Elks Lake. Yeah. And uh, you came out and got some songs. About that eventually. Uh, I remember doing Rhiannon. Yes, and I... Hearing you then and tonight, and I feel like it really hasn't been that long. It's it your voice has, is, is it has because it's been about five that's years. me. That's me not wanting to uh, count that. the years. But <laughs> you want to know a super secret? But I I want to say first I I thought your voice has it's just grown immensely. I was you have so much control over it now, and I, you really impressed me tonight. I was very very uh, impressed with your songs. Thank you. Yeah, I am I'm great. humbled. Absolutely. Um, It is, oftentimes I feel insignificant next to other musicians who play instruments and sing when I read music as a singer, Um, and just because I've not chosen to be an instrumentalist, I don't feel any less of a musician. No, absolutely. Because I'm... I can still read music. I'm still writing songs for with my music partner. It's amazing. I can sing to him the guitar parts I want, and they come back to me as I hear them. That's and, awesome. Um, you're, blessed, one, you're blessed with that at the moment. Yeah, Absolutely. And one super secret about the first time you ever heard <laughs> me sing... That was my first time tripping on mushrooms. And I, and I was singing. And you see this tattoo? You see this tattoo? It's based off how I saw myself singing Rihanna. <laughs> That's I'm so great. I'm so serious. That's so great. And now I love it. you yeah. get to see this. That's Ta-da! Awesome. The audience can't see it, but Full you circle. sure do appreciate it. Full circle. Uh, That's awesome. Well, I didn't realize that. And, like, you... Uh, yeah, see, hearing you sing tonight and hearing your songs, I was I was very impressed. That was that was very good. And if that was uh, that, like you're saying, you're just getting started in songwriting, so you're off to a great start. Those just wanted to say were that. from about a year ago. Yeah. Um, and I channeled a lot of previous experiences when those um, songs came to light. And um, I've got many many pages of lyrics, more than I've got the music to. Um, and a lot of it I'm waiting for the right tune, for the right feeling. Um, I think we can all relate to that. Can't you? <laughs> Truth. <laughs> well, where, where, where does the feeling come from, man? But, I mean, you shared, like, some 
different kinds of songs tonight, man. For real, thank you, you for what's you... bad. That was that was truly <laughs> thank you. that really meant a lot to me. Thank you. You know, I I think when I was when I first started writing songs, I would sometimes try to be opaque. And I would try to be, you know, poetic and things like that. And then, like, I started working with a, another songwriter, a buddy of mine, and he's he was tough. He's still he's still a tough writer. He's a hard guy to write with. He's prickly and and opinionated. And if he was here, I'd say the same thing. But I really grew to really like him a lot. I, I appreciated his. And he would always like just, what the fuck are you trying to say? You know, he's like, just say it. You know what I mean? And uh, he's like, you don't need to gussy it up you know and then I was just kind of like well alright you know I had some um, so then I and it, but I tell you it, it, it's, it, it's scary sometimes like if you just kind of just really put it out there you know you're just like well you know this is me and the fact that I need lots of therapy and I'm fucking crazy and uh, you, know, and, you know sorry just relatable <laughs> and then I was like well okay just I just gotta own it yeah. <laughs> it's like I'm fucking crazy you know what I mean, and uh, so it was. Uh, it was good. You know, I, I did. I did something recently that I, I, I'm going to do a, a shameless plug for a minute here. But I um, so it's kind of a kind of an odd story. And um, but when I was growing up as a kid, I never knew my dad. And um, and there's and there's a lot that goes along with that. With you know, without without knowing your dad, especially as a guy in the South. Yeah, yeah. And. Um, and so when I was younger, I was I was I was in like punk rock bands, and I was really, <laughs> and I was really pissed off all the time. I was mad all the time, and um, and then like Sex Pistols or where was it? No, man, from? I was I was in like I mean w w w my high school punk band was called Alcoholic Diarrhea. <laughs> oh wow! Let's go. Perfect name. Uh, uh, Got reminiscent of the vomit oh, spots so from exactly. Mobile. Do you remember <laughs> them? I remember the oh, remember spots. the vomit spots from Mobile. They played wow, at that bar man. in Mobile. Oh, they tell what were they about? Yeah, oh, God. Um, I remember those guys. Yeah, <laughs> but they, but they, but weirdly enough, there was a big backlash in Athens because of like um, you know you know because of all the jingly jangly bands and mm -hmm. the panic. Yeah, and so so there, there was this totally alternate punk rock scene. It was there. also an, a a thing between Atlanta and Athens. Oh yeah, right. There was a big big rivalry. I yeah. thought so. It was yeah. a big rivalry, you know, because uh, and it was. What was that like? Oh, it was <clears throat> well, it was great because you know because like I was a weird. I was kind of weird because I straddled all those different worlds, right? Yeah. I grew up in Atlanta, and a lot of the guys that I played with were not from Atlanta. They were they were from like either Athens or Augusta. It was like the big thing. Those were the two big feeder towns. And uh, it was just, it, we just had so much fun, man. I mean, it was just, it was just constantly like that. But the, 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 the funny thing about it was, was that through, through that world of, um, of songwriting, you know, I started realizing that, you know, that people like stories and, and that people kind of, you know, um, and, and then the things that I really liked a lot were, were when people told me about themselves and their songs, you know what I mean? They were really honest and, and relatable and and so I just was like it, it took me a long time to get to that point and then I was just like well I'm just gonna throw it out there I'm just gonna be like this is this songwriter was born yeah this is my reality mm -hmm. you know vulnerable I mean, is popular it, but, what's the truth you know it's funny you say that though because to me as a writer to me there's a fine line and I I, I refer to it as the broccoli face like 
you know, like like if, like if you eat really bitter broccoli, it makes you go like this. And sometimes, like, and so I always try to put a little bit of humor into it because I, you know, like it, 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 it's it, to expect someone to care about you that much immediately if they don't know you. I think it's a bit presumptuous. You know what I mean? So, like, it's kind of if you go into a party and all of a sudden someone just vomits all their emotions on you, you're like, whoa. Kiss me first, you know what I mean. You know, it's yeah. like, you're right, you know what I mean. You know, so so I try to I try to like do that with my songwriting. I try to be share share and vulnerable, but at the same time, not regurgitate all my emotions on them. You know, to be kind of measured in that. I feel and, like you and Carrie both do a really good job of that, and it's like both lot. of y'all, both of y'all, like tonight and like just over the years listening to Carrie, like both of y'all. Or I like to say y'all y'all are good at sneaking lines in there, <clears throat> like y'all every time I, because I like to <clears throat> I do this thing when I'm listening to someone play a song that I haven't heard before, and I like to kind of try to guess where they're going with it. You know, I like to try to kind of guess the lyrics as we go. I like to see I if I can. Thing. You know, yeah. it just is naturally kind of what I do, and both of you trip me up every time. Oh, I'll never go where I think you're gonna go. Like both of y'all throw something in there that I'm just like. You know, as a writer, you almost get mad. You're like, God damn it, why, <laughs> why didn't I think of that one? You know, like, both of you are very good at that, man. I, I, I really enjoy it. I was it waiting on the train song tonight, guys. <laughs> we damn near wrote one. We Carrie got, tried to, we got damn, it. Carrie tried to get us going there for a second. Give us 15 minutes after the podcast is done, I swear we have a train song in sync. So, Carrie, I think uh, I, me and Alan talked about it. Um, earlier and uh i think he'd really love to hear about Pony woods and yes please, how that, how please that came i want to hear i want to hear all about that yeah well i'm really big into <clears throat> alliteration and i had that name for a long time Pony woods picnic and um it's a great word that's a great name so i you know if you hang out in downtown hattiesburg you're gonna hear about ben shimper the guy that sold the building <laughs> tonight boom, boom, man. Boom, boom, so me and ben yeah. shimper started boom, 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 out now Hattiesburgers. Now Hattiesburgers. Shout out to I Nelson. We love Nelson. we love Nelson. We love yes, Nelson. I still can't go in there. It feels weird. Oh, because of Benny's Boom Boom it just room. Feels weird to go oh, in there. Oh, so man. many. Yeah. If walls could talk, thank goodness they can't. <clears throat> but anyways, so me and Ben, Tom White started it. We had it at Pep's Point the first year. And our headliners were Moon Taxi and Driving and Crying. Moon Taxi? Yes, yeah, so Driving and Crying was the. Uh, Everybody else was excited about Moon Taxi. I was like, I driving and driving. <laughs> I mean, that was a dream come true. Dude, those guys I remember are badass, this. Man. It's, oh, I mean, yeah. it's wild how like different bands just hit people. Though, yeah, really. but that was ten years ago. We t- this year was the ninth one. We've gone to uh, three different venues. We started at Pep's Point. Had some amazing times there. Went to Elks Lake. Just had some say, amazing times Pep's, there. Pep's Point was. Pips, <laughs> but you haven't so been to my house. I haven't been to your house. I haven't been to your house. You haven't been to my house. You're right. I will right. have to say it's truly tailored to right. our event. Everybody and, uh, I've talked to that's gone has just raved about it. Great. I have they been to everyone, mostly as a spectator this year, majority as a worker, yeah. as um, somebody who was a huge part of it. What do you mean by worker? Someone who's just tripping on shrooms? <laughs> Not well. That too, but uh, that too. But I did give out 180 wristbands. Anna's and job was handing out wristbands. Nice. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, 
not. I, to be fair, I understand I think, you're kidding, uh, but I am a hard worker. I think Carrie could throw a festival that. in an alleyway and everybody would still come. <laughs> well, hopefully, I'm not going to look uh, for any more venues up. I think you found your. Uh, it seems like well, you we're found li- your home. we're living we're living on like not a huge place, but it's about forty acres, acres forty something acres. Well, this year we said one fifty, but. Having said, said it's 40 right? acres, uh, yeah, we did 190 wristbands. Yeah. But having said 40 acres, I mean, uh, we had to clear brush for the first one, you know. It's like, so we're growing as slow, but hopefully we don't move again. The only reason it ended up at my house was I, I needed to change venues. But I'd always thought about doing it there, but I just didn't want to put the work into the place. Yeah, and but luckily I got some really good friends like Tony Miller. Sometimes you just need your, your hand forced a little bit. Uh, that's exactly <laughs> what happened. I was yeah. like, you know, uh, but also I was kind of thinking about Other Turner, this old guy that lived in North Mississippi, who he used to do a picnic, and his uh, was just it was in his front yard. He killed a couple of goats, barbecued them, wow. sell you a goat sandwich and a beer for a dollar. Fair enough. Wow. And uh, Other Turner. Blowing his five, his daughter Charday's still doing it. Uh, what uh, what what? Uh, let everybody know what time of year it is. Also, so it's always the weekend that is closest to the harvest moon in September, which is the September moon. So this year it was. Uh, so next year it'll be Friday thirteenth. 14th, 15th, the full moon is on the 16th, Monday. Okay. And that's a di- moon, Monday is uh, is always fun because that's a day where we're done with the festival, but we just hang out and party all day. And that's the day that I party is on Monday. And this year, that will be the full moon, Monday. Well, next year, I'll Last year was Friday. Please on Friday, do. we had the full moon. Uh, but, yeah, I've already, I've already booked two of the artists for this year, which is these two guys. Nice. On, other side so Shout Friday is easy to remember Friday 13th is when it starts in September y'all mentioned wristbands Man. tell us a wrist little bands. bit uh, about you gotta have a wristband to come in what's it cost it costs 100 bucks for the weekend and 40 for the day we're gonna keep the prices the same kids under 12 get them free and um, yeah and yeah we're like a real festival we do wristbands now so <laughs> yeah, but we don't have any security yet. So. <laughs> don't have any security. What about me? Where's that? You don't want to run in with that. See, the thing is, I might not be the one to mess you up, but I sure will be the one to clock you. I'm not a snitch when it comes to anything else, but if you're walking around the festival with no band, I got a snitch something. on you to somebody who's tall. There you go. Mm, that's that's to get Tyler. <laughs> exactly. Just pick out someone. I'll who's be there. Tall. I'll be there next year. I'll, I'll. Luckily, <laughs> there was nobody this year who didn't have a problem with paying. We had a fantastic turnout this year. It was I feel like that's amazing. I, I feel like that's an attestment to the people around here too. Is, too. you know, it's like, you know, when anytime I've seen someone. Or from around here put on any kind of event like that the people that go to it that show up and show out are we just have this weird man we just have this like downtown crew of people that just show up for everything man and they just they're dedicated Supporters to it. it yeah man and we got that thing in columbus it, I mean, you know it, 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 does, it doesn't matter what thing, you do man of 
if it's music, they like music, they're yeah. going to support it. Absolutely, you know? man. Oh, well, we've got so many artists too. You know, like we it's have like art say, walks and stuff. Art, that matter, you know, they're gonna support it. Hell, the art walks are more popular than anything we do. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They, a ton of folks come out for that around here. I felt, I felt like uh, I was a Push part of, I, I was a part of something that at the Mockingbird. I felt like that was uh, a step in the right direction towards a downtown scene. Thank you so towards, much. Towards uh, outsider looking in, but it was it was a step in the right direction because of. I can't really nail down a place in Mississippi to where you have a songbird cafe style to where you really get to sit down and get to know some musicians, their songs, and they play together and, you know, you might, someone's daughter might be talented enough to get up there and sing yeah, or, or whatever, was, you know, yeah. you don't, and it, and it also, and it also felt like, uh, <laughs> although I'm an outsider looking in, is yeah. the Hattiesburg family showed out. It, it really felt like uh, you know, at times when Tyler was playing, there were more people in tune. When Drew was playing, more people. When, you know, Carrie, when you were doing it, like, and a lot of people, you could tell that had never heard you, and they were like, they were, they were kind of up on the. I was so so like you know, that was the one thing we've. I feel like we never really done in Hattiesburg is put on a show where we just blatantly ask people to keep the talking to a minimum yeah. and like. You know, we put it in all oh, the advertisement. Yeah, we, we, we advertised it that way. And, man, I was just, everybody was so great, man. Everybody yeah. was so great. They Everybody was so respectful of the music and was really wanting to hear the stories behind the songs. And, like, it was just, I, it, it was, it just felt like we were all just connected for the for those couple the, hours. What does that do to the grandeur of the song, like, when you give it away? Like, there, there's there's a bit of it. The mystery I find, and when I write a song, how much I'll how give to the to the story of how it actually came down. Yeah. Cause I mean, how much fun is it listening to a Tom Petty song, and uh, like <laughs> who's just, it about? Yeah. And, Who is it? And and trying to put your own meaning on it. Yeah. Well, I like I like a song that doesn't fill in all the details. That kind of just yeah uh, gives you. Just a great detail here and a great detail there, and then you can kind of fill in some. I mean, when somebody explains it all for you, I'm just kind of like, It's not fun anymore. I mean, you kind of, I mean, I don't know if you guys feel this way. I do. I Like, when I write a song, like, yeah, there is a reason I wrote it, and there is probably some, like, meaning behind it, but at the same time... Like, my favorite thing is for when someone to, like, ask what a song's about, and you tell them, and you almost ruin it for them. And they're like, right. oh, I thought it was this, because, right. like, yes. this is why I like that song. Mm-hmm. And but, I, but my response to that is good. Like, I want you to interpret it for yourself. I want you to, you know, like, I want that song to mean whatever, however it hit you. Whatever I wrote it about doesn't matter. However it hits your ears and whatever it makes you feel you tell me what that song's about. You know, like, I, I love that about music, The beauty man. about music, too, is, like, it, it's where where you are ge- geographically when it hits you. And I go back to you, Drew, once again, hearing someone from Hattiesburg over in Sweden, and, I, you know, it'd be like, that sounds like home. Yeah. Or, or, you know, like, just wherever, you, wherever you're sitting and something comes across your bandwidth, and you're like, yeah. damn. Yeah. Let me look into that for a minute. Drew, what's the making of a song, man? Man, you know, it's funny. 
I um, I, I have musical ADD, <laughs> big, <laughs> big time, man, and and so and I struggle with that. So, you know, like lately I've been on this kind of like yacht rock kick. <laughs> so hence hence that first song I played tonight, which is kind of a yacht rock thing. You had a yacht rock theme tonight. I did, yeah, yeah. So I think that if I was going to put you in a genre, that might be where you where you sit. It's funny because there is a trop rock radio conglomerate and they picked up one of my songs. I was very happy about that. Uh, at first I was kind of fighting it. I was kind of fighting it, but then lately I've just been like, well, that's just kind of where I'm at. So, you know, I think and one of the reasons why I wanted the three of us to do this, uh, other than the fact that I, I completely respect these guys, but I also, what I thought, what, what I think is really interesting for these sorts of events is for there to be three distinct um, sounds and writers, and I, and I love that. I think I think it's great for the audience too because you know, um, no doubt, yeah, because some people might cue more on Carrie, might cue more on other people might cue more on Tyler, more might, might cue on me, and then this way there's something for everybody with that. And so I think, to me, that's really important that we didn't have like three people up there doing the exact same thing because like we're all super different. Yeah, and I mean, really, totally different. But but it's it's the same well, bucket. But I get what you're saying. And then you too. Had, sorry. And, no, you're and, good. Then, and then you had something special to wear. Hey, Carrie, if you don't mind. Yeah, right. Yeah, we're in the we're in the key of B minor. Yeah. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, if you don't mind, dude, can you pick that harmonica? Up? Like minor, <laughs> like, yeah, minor. Man, and I like, uh, I agree with you, man. Because like, there was, like tonight, like you and I are, are are different style artists, but we also like, 
are there's a similarity too yeah. in our in the vein we're in. And then as soon as Carrie kicked off tonight, I feel like you and I both were just kind of like, oh yeah, yeah, like you know, because as soon as that slide hits, you know, and it's like I get what you're saying, man, because it's like he brought a totally different flavor than what we were bringing, in, and I I feel like everybody appreciated the that, room. You know? The room changed. It did. Yeah, it, it did. Really did I, yeah. I felt that too, man. Yeah, I thought that was uh, well played for sure. Um, having you know three totally different artists up there that's a a true craftsman like what do you what do you make of that like when you step up on stage and you're doing like a songbird night like tonight and you have these distinct styles and how do you i mean tyler i mean you step you were up on you were uh you had to step out to bat first (laughs) you know it's like (laughs) how how do i open up the evening i'm not gonna lie i was kind of hoping drew was about to kick it off (laughs) and then he looked at me i was like this is why i'm sitting on the right all right uh, but no, man, I got, I got, uh, I did get a little nervous there when I realized I was kicking things off. But um, I get so like, the bigger the crowd, the less nervous I am. Yeah, and the more, the more yeah. intimate the you crowd, the more anymore. my nerves got right. Like I, I just, it's I've always been that way. And so like tonight, I, I, you know, it's like shows like tonight. I'm working through the nerves a little bit on those first couple. I was, I was waiting for you to look at me because I was going to flip you off. I knew, you, I know, dude. And so I did a similar show not long ago at this place uh, where I met Alan, uh, Sunstroke House. And uh, by the way, she should totally have both of these guys come through. But um, we, uh, Jamie. yeah, Jamie, if you're listening, uh, you need to get Carrie Hudson and Drew Young to come through. But um, we're uh, doing. I'm in the middle of this set, and dude, it's we're in this tiny little living room. And it's 30 people just on top of me. You know what I mean? I'm like, if I turn too much this way, I'm hitting some dude in the face with my guitar. You know, like it was that packed in. So I was like, I got like super nervous, you know. And I think Alan could kind of sense it about the second or third song in. And I just hear in the crowd, tell us a story. And it was just (laughs) Alan trying to get me to chill out, basically. (laughs) And it made me laugh, and for whatever reason, as soon as he said that, a switch just flipped, and I just, he cracked me up. I told a story, and then the rest of the set went great. Yeah, he was tense, and, man. Uh, I was tense. I was a little tense, man. But those, for whatever reason, man, that like tonight, these type of shows just get to me a little more than me too. Than a like, if I got like a bunch of people, like if it's a festival type deal, like I don't know, I can just kind of everybody becomes a blur. You know, but like when everybody's on top of you, I'm like, I can see the details in your face and stuff. It's like, I don't know, man. I just get super nervous. But I also love it because I feel like that's, you know, it's like I played sports growing up. So it kind of goes back to like that gets me that kind of shot of adrenaline a little bit, you know, and gets you going, you know. So I kind of love it. It's a love hate thing, you know. But, what are you making of it? Hattiesburg. (laughs) Yeah, man. What were we talking about? <laughs> the feel of the crowd. You know, like a night, a night yeah. like tonight. What What were you thinking? Like when you when you sat down, and uh, Tyler played, then Drew played, and you were coming up, and he broke out your slide. Like well, cool. I always slide, try to feed off the person that came before me or the two people to do something. Uh, that's you know a little different from what they're doing just to kind of break it up. Sure. Like if they're in G, I don't want to play in G. But also, I started out in slide because I use a few different tunings, and the way I do it is um, 
the guitar's old. It's like a 37. I don't want to tune it any more than I have to. So whatever tuning it's in when I pick it up, that's what I start the set in. And tonight I was in open D, and so I started on the slide. Yeah, right on, dude. Yeah. I was in open D as well. Yeah. First song, yeah. 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 I love that tune. I do too. That was a cool slide you got. What, what was that, that like little finger slide? I don't style? have it, but it just covers like three strings That's and has really... a ring, and it just fit on my finger. Glass or uh, metal? Yeah. It's br it's bronze, I think. Yeah, oh, I'm in the where, bronze. Where'd you get that? I got it from George McConnell's. You know, George was the guy that was in widespread for that short period of time. But I got it from his guitar store, Django's, back in the back in the nineties in Oxford. I want to. I want to listen. It's well, slide is easy to learn, hard to master. Well, I've heard I've heard that I've heard that said about guitar in general. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's easy to learn. There's really just a few positions, and it's easy to learn. But it's, it's the fact that there's no frets yeah. that's the hard part. And so, you know, if I want to play a note on a guitar, I just I can get between an area that's that about that big with my finger. I got the note, but with the slide, that area is like. That you have to I be mean, on the like, fret, man. You you do some shit with the slide, though. and really you can't. You just gotta feel it more than like. That's one thing I realized. If you were tense, it didn't help. You just had to go for it. And you are the, and I mean this in a fantastic way. You are the loosest guitar player I've ever shared the stage. You work. you are like. It's just like the way y'all shouted out the keys and he just went. I know, man. It, I know, man. And it's like when you watch Carrie. It's like you said earlier. At one point, you said you looked up during a song, and me and Drew, both of us, were just staring at Carrie's playing guitar. And I was sitting there going, "Okay, you're doing two fingers like this." Yeah, and, man. Yeah. Well, it's <laughs> I was, just. Hey, I was like, "Okay, I'm gonna try that next." It's time. all simple. Man, though, so, I, think. I think you you nailed it with saying try not to be too tense because like I think that describes your playing in general, man. Mm, like you just good. you're very just you're always so fluent with it and so just like we said effortless man yeah. it, it comes across as effortless man. Yeah. and I know it's not but it like it comes across that way and it, it just I've always just enjoyed it man I really I really have I mean Kerry what do you think I mean is it just years of experience and not putting it down or what I what I think is the, the conversation that Thomas Jackson and I had one time uh, Thomas is another one of our local lights but Thomas was like man he said man you know people come up to me all the time and they're like wow you're really talented and Thomas says, yeah, and I practice every day. And the guy said, yeah, you were just born with this amazing talent. And Thomas said, yeah, and I practice every single day. And, I mean, I've been playing since I was 13. I turned 60 this year. And to me, that's what it is. I just played the guitar every day in between. And I've no, I don't – I think there is such thing as God-given talents. I think sure. God gives everybody a special little gift. Yeah. Work it or uh, lose it, right? But though? work it or lose it. Yeah. 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 And I also think those gifts, you know, it's like say like the gifts, the God-given talent that you were given could have also been applied to something else. I think it's part of like discovering yourself and figuring out that like guitar and music is like what you're into. Mm -hmm. But like those talents probably apply to other things too, I feel like. They you know what I mean? Like I 
like trying to like go off riff off of what you were saying like it is god given talent but it's what you apply those talents to and what you put you know what i mean like i i think uh you know for sure that you uh you definitely have just like a uh style you know like i think that's part of it too it's just like when you start playing i'm like oh that's carrie yeah, you know. sweet. That's the main you know thing what I mean? want. Like, but that's I, I, like I Drew tell, here and you know? in Sweden. If that's the main thing you want is that. You right, you know. Voice. It's like as soon as, yeah. like, you and Drew's, you've got uh, the same thing going on, man. It's just like as soon as either of y'all kick off playing a song, it's like, oh, it's like I immediately know who's who's playing, you know. Cool. And uh, I, I think that's I think that's what nice. any musician is probably trying to attain, right, you know, is just individuality. But it all starts from us just copying our favorites, you know, and then you right. just put in the work and mold it until it's your own. But both of you have done a great job of that, I gotta say. Who did you listen to growing up, um, Tyler? Man, so like my dad is uh, was kind of my my original like that's who got me into music. Um, but my dad was super big on like Jim Croce, James nice. Taylor. Yeah. Uh, he's a big Bob Seger fan. My dad's like one of the only like Bob Skaggs fans that I know. You know what I mean? Like my dad, I was, love <laughs> you know, like but my, you know, he was always into like the those type guys, you know, and so like he definitely is where my love for the songwriters I think comes from because um, that's what he was always into. But then I mean, once you know, I started developing my own taste and stuff, and started getting into high school years. You know, it was. Allman Brothers, Dave Matthews, you know, Fish and all the jam band stuff is really what I was into. And uh, But I was also really, I kind of hung on to the songwriting thing. I was very big into like Ray LaMontagne and oh, yeah. uh, Amos Lee and, you know, all those guys that, uh, Ryan Adams, man, I love Ryan Adams. Oh, you know, like all that, that whole era of songwriters I think is fantastic as well, you know, and I've just always kind of, when I first started out playing shows and stuff, I was covering a lot of like Dave and Ray LaMontagne, Amos and all those guys. And then, uh, you know, it wasn't until I started writing music that I I think I've kind of figured out where I wanted to be as a musician. That's you interesting. Know? During, that, uh, during that period of time when I was on stage like covering other people's music before I started stepping out and like doing my own. I've like a little bit of an identity crisis and it wasn't like I remember the first shell shock I had on stage is when I was sharing a song of mine that I had only been playing in the bedroom and I play it up on stage and then like for the first time I I felt like not only did I have to play the song it was I had to perform it but I also had to embody it yeah. does that make sense yeah absolutely mm-hmm. yeah entirely I think you, I think you definitely, you know, it's like, I think you take on personas when you perform songs a bit. You do. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because, I mean, a song is a mood. If you're not careful, you'll even be singing like them. Like, does a song, for for you guys, like, for me, when I start to write a song, I, I tend to find the mood first, and then I tend to pick a topic that I want to write about or something, you know what I mean, give myself some direction, but I always feel like it starts with the mood. You know, and like kind of, I don't know. I just feel like that's what, that's where I pull everything else from. You know, it's like I'm gonna figure out what kind of mood we're in today, and then I'm gonna figure out what we're gonna say. You know, I don't know. That's how it works for me. I approach it like it's poetry at first. Like it's just words. 
and uh, their that rhymes, impresses me. Their the rhymes, most. and then people that write first, and then and then like I I begin to read over it, and then I might find a melody, da, 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 or however it may go, yeah, and build around that, and then next thing you know we we build chord structures and like begin to fill the song out. So we're like the complete opposite. That's crazy. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. We talked about that a little bit. Right? I yeah. feel even more opposite than both of you. I feel like I'm like somewhere on an entirely different spectrum. I write my music with no, I write my lyrics with no pattern in mind. I write with rhymes, I write with similes, I write with things that um, I just think sound good. And I listen throughout my life to talking points and music I hear throughout TV shows and what I'm listening to on the radio, what I'm choosing to listen to around myself. And where I really feel that emotion hit is where I typically feel the key that it needs to be in. And um, as a musician where I don't play an actual instrument and I read music and I compose music but not from an instrumentalist's point of view but from a composer's point of view a vocalist's point of view um, a lot of times I'm seen as not quite a musician not quite um, what I like to define myself as but when it really comes to composing music I truly admire the people who are ready to expand what they know and learn something new. I agree with that. And I also, like, hearing you say that is like an attestment to every songwriter has their own approach to it, you know? And everybody that I talk to about writing, it's a little different than what I'm doing, you know? And it, it, everybody's got their, their own way of going about it. And, I mean, so, like, what... For you guys, I mean, what what Veterans typically what typically lights the spark, if you will? I mean, what how what's y'all's first approach when uh, coming to a new song? I hate to object, but typically, it's somebody saying something that's so catchy. Every once in a while, somebody will say something in conversation. You just gotta jot it down. <laughs> and my favorite songs that I've written, it's been somebody that doesn't necessarily realize what they're saying and it sounds either hilarious or poetic yeah well i talked to you recently about that's funny she says that i talked to you recently about uh writing a song and every time i've hung out with you since every time something catchy gets said you're like there's our song yeah i love that what about you drew i mean Man, I keep a uh, I keep an ongoing file on my phone in notes. See, that's interesting to me too, though. Yeah. I don't do that, and I me but I, you're not the first person I've heard say that. I, and, I, I, and, and and whenever I get like stuck, I, I almost always write the music first, almost always. Same. And then I'll just kind of start scrolling through my notes on my phone. I like and I'll that. be like, and and usually, you know. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. But the same with you, Carrie. But you know, for me, I feel like I've written 
I try to push myself a lot because, and, and again, back to this, this guy that, that, I, that I, I write for him out with, and he's tough. I mean, he's, he's hard on me. We know each other really well. He's hard on me. And, the, I, and uh, I was with him about, about a year ago. We, we had a big writing session. And he just stops. And usually what I'll do is, uh, he's kind of like a song doctor. And usually what I'll do is I'll go, to, you know, I'll go to him and I'll have like 20 songs, 90% done. And I'll sit with him, and he'll be like, dude. And one day, and he just sat down with me the other day, and he was like, dude, you're my friend. And he was like, I've heard enough songs about your ex-wife. This episode of Porch Talk is also sponsored by Manscaped. You can go to manscaped.com, and at checkout, use promo code PORCHTALK, all one word, PORCHTALK, all one word. Receive 20% off your total purchase order and get free shipping. Uh, Manscaped sent me the performance package 4.0 that comes with their beard trimmer, uh, the weed whacker, which is for those unsightly ear and nose hairs, and then the lawnmower, which is for you downstairs. It also comes with the crop preserver and the crop reviver. Uh, that is for um, it's for your genitalia, their their boys. Uh, it'll keep you from, uh, if you've ever been in the South in the summer, uh, you know a little bit about how it feels down there, and those two wonderful products will uh, help you feeling cool and keep you smelling good so you don't smell like a foot. So go to manscaped.com, and if they are the leading company when it comes to men's grooming, they also, the performance package comes with the most comfortable pair of underwear I've ever owned. So if you have never given Manscaped a try, I highly recommend them. You can go to manscaped.com, use Porch Talk as your promo code at checkout, receive 20% off your total purchase order, and uh, man, just look at my beard. If that says anything about them, should say it all. I got the best beard around, no doubt about it. Now... Back to the show. <laughs> and he was like, he, he was, he was like, you've written that. He's, he's like, he's, you've written that. He's like, you don't need to write anymore. And I was like, thank you. And I was like, you needed that. You like, needed that little kick. I was yeah. like, thank you. And the, and then and then so I, so it was great. So so we went through and this. So then I so I went back and I just kind of and I started winnowing through my songs. And I was like, okay, well, how can I change this? How can I make this? You know, and then and then also too, I start and then uh, recently, it's a very fairly recently, I've tried to put some humor into my songs. I didn't always do that. I was I was a bit self-absorbed, and um, and uh, and and I was like, you know, and that's I, where those sneaky lines come from. Well, that I was talking about. And I'll tell you, sneaky with that. the guy who's the master of this, and I'm going to give him a huge Paul Thorne, is the fucking master at this man. I went, I went saw him one time, and he had the audience. So and he he would he he, he He'd have these kind of like pathos songs and these introspective songs, and then he would just like all of a sudden he'd pull the audience out and he'd be like, "It's a great day to whip someone's ass," you know what I mean? And it was just like, and, and I was watching the audience and I was like, "Oh, he kind of gave them a little break. He gave the audience a little bit of a break." He's like, you know, and I was just Paul like, Thorne. Uh, "Paul Thorne," and and I was just like, "Oh man, he's just the king at this, man. He's so good at it." And I was like, "Okay, I need to kind of like think about this." So that's that's why I did the. 
the penis song tonight, you know what I mean? Because <laughs> I was just like, it's ridiculous. It's a stupid uh, song, you know. It hangs but, out though, man. It yeah. hangs loose. And I thought yeah. it, I thought it killed. Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, you got a huge reaction from that. Yeah, song. I mean, the, the whole room, like right when you said that, I mean, immediately when you wrapped up, Carrie was in the mic. Penis, huh? <laughs> so, I mean, you definitely you caught everybody's attention, you know. Right. And I was just, so I, and I was like, okay, well, let's just try to show a difference because we're all multi dimensional, right? You know, and, and, you know, we all, you know, have good days and bad days and funny days and, and everything. So I was like, well, let's try to make this a snapshot of the entirety of, 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 of life's experiences. You know, you got some funny days, you got some sad days, you got some angry days. You know, um, and so that, that, that that's something I've really been trying to do, which is to like vary it up a little bit. You know, I just did this uh, a bunch of shows with this guy from Sweden, this guy Steve Erickson, who's just a master. I mean, this guy's he's such a good writer, and he's such an amazing guitar player. And it's funny because like, one of the things that I really cued on with him, he's like he's he's completely in love with his wife. I mean, he just adores his wife, and his songs are so sweet. You know, and I thought, and I would kind of watch the audience because we did a little song or a thing like this. And I was watching the audience, and like whenever he would like sing these like really beautiful songs, but I was watching the, everyone kind of lit up a little bit. You know what I yeah. mean? And it was like really nice to see that. And it's just, it's and that's just who he is as a person. He's just a sweet guy. Yeah. You know, he's not a bad bonus dude's body. I don't think he's ever had a bad thought in his life. You know. Well, that's an testament to like being yourself. Yeah. As, yeah. as well, right? Yeah. Like, I think honesty is always what comes through the most. So I'm working on some love songs now. Oh yeah. yeah cool. So yeah. So which is that's a tough one to write. You ever been in love? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, yeah. But uh, but I I never usually write from that space. So I've been working on so I've got a song I'm working on right now that I almost whipped out whipped out tonight. It's called the. But it's but again it's the typical Drew thing. I always kind of throw some dark into it, but it's called the bare naked truth, and it's uh, and anyway. So but it's, it's just kind of like I was like I'm so I'm really working on the next thing is going to be a love song. So I think I'm, 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 I'm close on this one. Yeah, I'm close cool. on this one. But I rewrite things a lot. <laughs> well, the song's never finished. Until yeah, no, it, it's I not. Right? I hate, I hate <laughs> and even you, then, it's not. I hate when you record it, and you're like, fuck, man, why did I say that? And you like want to go back and. <laughs> You know, like that's a cheesy line. Okay, so a question for you guys: Have you written a song that people like that you're like, I don't get it? Yes. Good yeah. question. And that people yeah. like it, and you're like, I hate this song. Yes. And um, you know, or don't hate it, but hate's a big word. But you're like, eh. It was that was my that was a, that was a JV. I find that was a junior team song. Yeah, yeah. I find that my simpler songs. Yeah. that way the songs that I write in like 30 mm-hmm. minutes or something or an hour it just like a song just falls out yeah. and I'm just like it's just super typically like four chords you know and just an easy little song and those are the ones that people cling to the most and I'm like dude I spent two weeks writing this other one like you know like, <laughs> like this song that I just feel like I, I poured my guts into and y'all like the one that I did in 30 minutes and it's four chords. That's the one everybody loves, you know? I find that happens. I've got a song, uh, it's called Stranger to Fiction. And uh, every time I play it at, at the garden, I host the open mic there. And uh, I'll usually play it. I mean, people enjoy it. I've, and it's old now. It's almost 10 years old. And I like playing my newer songs. But then I look out after I've played a little set. And I just kind of see people looking around, and it's like, okay, here's Stranger to Fiction. I see their eyes light up. I was like, okay, here we are. And it, it always is that way. And it's like, it's not that I'm not 
proud of it or I don't enjoy playing it, it's man, I'm uh, I'm really looking forward to sharing new material with you. Yeah, you know, this I'm is, very uh, I'm very curious, Carrie, to hear from you on that topic because you, I mean, I've been listening to your songs for you know over ten years now, and you know, you you really do. You've got some songs that you know very popular especially around here that you know people have been listening to for years and years I mean you've got your hits you know what I mean like do you ever get tired of playing them or do you I mean is it always do you always if find people, it easy if, to have the same energy if somebody else likes it I like it uh, I'm glad they like it like you know I have stuff that I play at home that's for myself that I'm like oh, I just feel I'm in this mood but really if I'm gigging out live I'm it's uh, it's not for me it's it's for me to make money and make people smile I like that so it's not you know uh, if I go hear Willie Nelson I want to hear Angel flying too close to the ground every damn time I hear him I want him to play it and I want to hear on the road again and when you get to be Willie somebody like that then you've got 25 songs that everybody wants to hear every time so I like the way, you know, you can be like Bob Dylan and make it all completely new songs, or if you play the old song, it's so different, nobody recognizes it. That's cool. But I like the Willie model where you basically just give people what they want and sneak in one or two things that are new. Oh, man. That's what I want to go hear when I go hear somebody. Yeah. I want to hear their new shit, and I want to hear their hits. Yeah, I love that man. But I'm so that. glad you played Mississippi. I don't have it. Yeah, I yeah. know, man. Well, and I'm it's so like glad you played. played that, man. You played two of my song. favorite songs tonight. You played Mississippi Country Girl and um, uh, man, that crowd was singing along with that. Yeah. They were, man. They, they loved were, man. it. That was great. Uh, and then sometimes life's a bitch guy. Yeah, you right. Fucking, that right. song rocks, man. And I, I love that song. I love yeah. the way it starts, man. It's such a. Um, <laughs> it's such a light, like airy song, if that makes sense, man. It's just like a song that you just float on, man. And I just uh, got lucky. I, got lucky with that one. Got I blessed. love that song, man. You didn't yeah, play my favorite song. I love though, that man. you played it. Which one? No, no, Tyler. Uh, it's all the same to you, man. Man, I'm sorry. I, hey, I played it on uh, um, uh, porch sessions, though. Uh, <laughs> yes, <you did. laughs> but uh, man. I, so I kind of went the opposite of Carrie tonight, and I'm glad I asked the question. And it was I needed to hear that, I think. And but like I, I did tonight, I was like I, I had some new songs that I've really been itching to play in this type of setting, and I kind of leaned into that. I mean, I still played some stuff off the record too oh, that course. people, yeah. you know, what I mean that that people like. But I was definitely leaning into the new stuff tonight, and you know, I was I was curious to hear your your thoughts on that question, just because I, I felt like we kind of went the opposite a little bit. In our song selection, and I, I was I was wondering how you felt about that because I, I really well, got I was, was I was just wanting for to, me like yeah. I I did the the new songs that I did that people didn't know were I did two of Anna's songs and I closed out with a new one but otherwise yeah. you know um, yeah I'm glad I got a few songs that people are into it's man I think it's such a cool thing man like you you really do man and. I mean, what's, uh, what's, I mean, are you working on any new, like a new record or anything? You got any plans in that, in that department? Yeah. Um, finishing up a new record. Anna's got two songs on it and she, the two songs she did. And then, um, and then she sings on some other ones and yeah, we cut it up in Jackson 
and it should Malico be out. Records. Malico Records. It yes. should be out. Um, Soon. About the first of next year is what I would think. Nice. Like February, March of next year. Yeah, so that's, that's soon. That. But probably some singles before then. But yeah, yeah, we've got a record in the can. Nice. That I'm really happy about. Well, that's awesome, man. I'm yeah. ready to hear that. I know, Alan. You need to you need to check out his Christmas records, man. That's something I always look forward to yeah, as well. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what's really exciting about this release? I'm sorry to interrupt no, you. No, no, go ahead. Um, but what's really exciting about this most recent release is uh, this obviously does not affect you but it is my first release of my original music nice well congrats by the way thank you so much i have released with multiple bands of uh with people um who are not women and um don't necessarily i don't feel like i'm heard like i'd like to it's nobody i feel like is an equal to me there um, but when I work with my dad, it's not that I feel like an equal, but I feel really heard. Yeah. Well, that's I, important, right? I feel like when I say the structure needs to be different, the structure becomes different. Yeah. When I say that doesn't flow quite right, it doesn't flow quite right, and it gets changed. And uh, that's a big thing I learned with working with unexperienced versus experienced musicians. Yeah. Um, well, I think that's just a natural, uh, that's just natural growth as well. I mean, I think all of us can probably think back to the first couple bands we were in and maybe Lord. not want to go listen to can't those even, Can't even remember. <laughs> Being a lead singer is definitely not an uh. easy task. Um, I know I'm talking to a bunch of instrumentalists right now, so none of y'all quite get the. I claim I claims I claim singer over guitar player. Okay, period. Okay, singer over guitar. I'm a I'm a half-ass guitar player. I got to head to the house pretty soon. But what I really have to say is that say what? What I'm experiencing with the more experienced music community is that vocalists not singers, but vocalists are highly appreciated when a lot of times in the past, singers are just singers. Yeah. But um, somebody who can really expand their vocal range and um, perform with whoever I think is really a musician and not a singer. Yeah. And um, I feel like, I don't know, I'm probably just talking for myself, but any other singers out there who are vocalists um, and read music and enjoy to be lead singers and lead a band know what it's like to feel slightly unappreciated because you're not playing an instrument. Yeah. Um, but uh, what really comes to it is, for me at least, that like I read music, I just choose not to play an instrument because I like to dance. I like to Fair dance. Enough. Shit. I like to dance. <laughs> I like to dance and I like to sing. And it's what I'm good at and it's what I'm going to do. And, um. Well, I, for one, think that that's, uh, <coughs> and, you know, if you've had some bad experiences, you know, or whatever, like I, I, I agree. I, I, I find that 
lead singer or vocalists are very much appreciated <coughs> in the music world, and I, I for one, appreciate it. And I think uh, your 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 voice is an instrument. So you, you do play an instrument, so you can stop saying that. You do play an instrument. Uh, you Thank you so much. That's um, you got how a great, I see it as You've well. got a great voice. And, um, yeah, man, I really uh, enjoyed hearing you sing tonight. I enjoyed getting to share the stage with you guys. And Thank you so much. Alan, did you uh, you want to... Let's wrap up. I've got a... Take, uh, take over here? I've got uh, a question for each of you. I'm walking out of the door. Carrie, uh, with everything that you're doing, not only with uh, making music, uh, but I, I would also say building culture. I'd like to walk it back to your music festival for a second. Uh, what's the inspiration behind wanting to do something like that? Well, when I was living up in Oxford, I used to go to uh, Othar Turner's picnic. Othar was this guy that, you can check him out if you don't know much about him, but he was this guy that lived in North Mississippi out in the country, and he had a little gathering every year around his birthday called a picnic, and then the Hill Country picnic started up, and the, between those two things, uh, I, I had the idea of, of doing something that featured music from this area. I mean, that's what I wanted to take from the Hill Country Picnic. If you go to the Hill Country Picnic, you're hearing music from the Hill Country. So primarily, I mean, we have a few guests every year, like Grayson Caps, but primarily if you come to the Piney Woods Picnic, you're going to hear Piney Woods players. So that that was my, um, yeah, that was my, to, to you create some, a festival that celebrated our music. You feel some kind of a duty, like, to the culture and to, to the people around Well, here? I feel a duty to... Uh, you know, we all start out being um, the learner, and if we stick with it, we become the old cat, you know. And so I kind of feel like it is my duty to try to pass on some of what I picked up from these old cats, you know. Um, Thankful for that, man. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's... Yeah. Anything else? And that's so... that You know, I mean, I'm so appreciative of... Um, of, of, of the support, and again, I know, I know we, I keep reiterating it, but the support of Hattiesburg in this area, mm-hmm. it's just so whether you're here, you know, just the region, you know, you, you drove down here to do this, Anna, you showed up for this, you know, and the fact that I could just call both you guys and just drop this little crazy idea, and you're like, yeah, fuck yeah, let's do it. You know what I mean? I mean, it's like, that just, that just doesn't happen. You know, usually, you know, like, I would try to do that in other places, and you know, and there'd be like 18 million questions and this, that, and the other, and, and I just, it's it's that, there, there were a couple of different reasons why I, I really kind of fell in love with this area, and I'll tell you, one of the one of the main things that I was living, when I very, very first moved through in that, when that tornado came through here, that yeah, tornado yeah, yeah. came through here, and, um, and I remember like, <coughs> two days later, the entire city was cleaned up. Everybody was out mm-hmm. there just like pulling their weight, doing their stuff. It was and like it was, that during Katrina too, like mm-hmm. the same kind of yeah. And it's and, and that just that that attitude spills over into every single thing here, whether it's art or music or just and, and it's just great, you know. And it's like there's just no question. You're like, hey, yeah, let's do it, you know. Mm-hmm. We're like, we'll we'll figure out any other problems we have. We'll both. Yeah. Yes, yes, I want to do this. And True, then, uh, I believe in I believe in timing. And I believe in purpose. And from the people that I talked to this evening, uh, one thing they were saying about the downtown scene was like there was a lack of venues. 
providing this. Post mm-hmm. or post COVID, yeah, man. We and lost there was also a lack of people coming out, and so I feel like we're at the right time and place. Yeah, I agree. One thousand. Uh, man, I'm glad you're here, and uh, I'm glad you're here, man. I came down here to witness it. I had to see it for myself. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, I've heard too much talk about it. And that's what was, and, and uh, you guys are so lucky, but you know, um, but but I did my first kind of tour in, around the state in a while, and it's you know it's a real special movement going on right now, man. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like there's just there's just I mean, there's, there's something really cool going on, you know. There's something really really cool. The bird, the who bird. Would, who would have ever <laughs> thought, man? If you'd asked me, I grew. <laughs> I didn't know anything about Mississippi, man. I mean, I knew nothing about Mississippi until I came here, and 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 I remember just being just totally blown away by it. I was like, "Really?" I was like, "How about that, man? Yeah, who knew? <laughs> <laughs> who knew, man? Who knew that Mississippi?" Plus, you landed in a now you bought hole, now man. you bought property. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow. I, I, I am so lucky, man. That I mean, bird couldn't have landed any better. Yeah, <laughs> man, I, I I got so lucky, man. This, I mean, I, I they're gonna be carrying my, be carrying my dead body out of this house, man. Oh yeah, leaving, man. we're glad you're here, man. Yeah, we man, are. No, I, I, I feel really fortunate. Um, Two questions, walk it out. One for you, one for you. You, ladies first. Of <laughs> with what you're pursuing, you got recordings coming out again of this year. What uh, what's your pursuit? What's your plan? Um, when it comes to my biggest dream of all, I would love to sell out Madison Square Garden. That Let's I know go. that sounds absolutely crazy, but that is my goal. Set a goal and work towards I it. I would love to sell out Madison Square Garden. I, again, this sounds crazy, I want to go to the Met Gala. I want to dress in designer clothes and I want to, not necessarily to be the nicest person, but what I really love is, I love fashion as somebody, and what I truly love is wonderful music. I don't care how old it is, I don't care how new it is, but what I really love to appreciate is people who are making new music and people who are making new waves in fashion. Um, and I know that I'm sitting in a circle of men who are probably over 30. Pearl snaps um, and blue jeans over here, but... <laughs> I'm, I'm talking to probably nobody but on this podcast. I totally the respect the game. Let's go. I... Uh, I'm somebody who is Gen Z. I'm an older Gen Z. I'm in like year three of Gen Z. Um, But my biggest political passions are environmental safety and um, recycling clothing. Let's go. That's my thrift stores, baby. Let's go. Thrift stores. Please, everyone, but when it comes to transitioning into the music world, I am incredibly lucky to be starting out with the Carrie Hudson. It seems a little bit ridiculous to me that I get to start out there. I've got an extreme advantage against 
just about everyone, and if I don't take advantage of it, people are going to be disappointed. Um, <laughs> but Well, um, just don't be disappointed with yourself. As long as you set your goals and work towards them. And it isn't. And clearly, I'm, I'm set my goals for Madison Square Garden. That's a hell of a um, goal. Let's go. I'm auditioning for The Voice again for uh, in about a, a week. Nice. Um, my dad will be my accompaniment. Thank you, Carrie Hudson. Um, but um, mostly I'm really lucky to have the support system that I do um, with my dad who is always happy to be my accompanist with my mom who is my biggest fan with all of my friends who want to sit there front row and look at me during everything um, and know that there's a million songs written about them um, I'm really excited to be in the next generation of music. Nice. Yeah. I, I love that. I love that. Tyler, last question. Walk around the door. What's up? You ready for this one? I'm ready. Hit me. Dude. <laughs> what the heck are we getting for supper? <laughs> <laughs> I got leftover spaghetti from last night at the house for both of us, big dog. Let's do it. Mm. <laughs> uh, now, real, real talk is—is uh, is there is there anything that people like would like to plug? Is there is there a website for the the, the picnic you throw? Uh, where can people connect with y'all? Uh, just let's round the table. It. Drew, you want to start off? Well, okay, I'm gonna do I'm, I'm gonna do two shameless plugs. Period. Okay, so sorry, I'm gonna get one. So, so first of all, is that um, I'm looking to do. I'm, 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 I need some group think here. So, I alluded to this earlier, but um, I never, you know, like, anyway, never knew my dad growing up. But I met my dad about five years ago, six years ago, and for the first time. And then he died shortly thereafter. And I didn't know this dude, but you know, he wanted me to like spread his ashes so his ashes sat around for like two years and I didn't know what the hell to do with them and, and uh, so me and J.B. Lawrence I don't know if you know J.B. Lawrence yeah, wonderful yeah wonderful yeah. filmmaker guy yeah. we I somehow convinced J.B. to go to Montana with me and we spread my dad's ashes in oh, Montana wow. and we made a movie about it we made, we made a mini doc about it and I've been showing it around it premiered at the um <clears throat> we won a couple awards for it so far, um, and we and and but it's never been shown in Mississippi. So never? what I no so so but what I've been doing like on the road is that I've been showing the film. It's only it's only fifteen sixteen minutes long. Why don't we show it at we, we the do. Columbus Art Council when we do the show on November eleventh? Well, I think the, I would love to do that, but the problem with that it takes up a lot of oxygen, and I and I don't want to I, I don't want to derail the other oxygen with it just because it's it's a pretty it, it means a beautiful triumphant film, but it's not it, it, it kind of sets a tone. Fair enough. And yeah, so and and I don't think to be fair to the other writers. Um, and but what I, w I want to find a place to do, what I've been doing is that I've been showing the film, doing a Q and A about it. It's about forgiveness, and um, and then and then playing a short set afterwards of songs that are related to the film. So if anybody has any ideas, I want. But I, it's never. I haven't done it in Mississippi yet. Uh, I want to find the right place to do it. And I'd love to have you guys um, involved with it. Absolutely. Second thing I want to tell you, I made the stupidest 
song and you're all going to laugh at me and I recorded it and I released it and it's going to be released. It's called Christmas Time in Mississippi. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. So, haven't mixed it yet so I could probably use some background vocals on it. I'm just screaming. It's a it's a silly That'll little silly ditty. Let's go, man. And it's just nothing that it's just a it's a and it's a love song for Mississippi. I love it. Christmas Time in Mississippi. Anything. Okay. It's the music's tracked. I just need to do some background vocals on it. So uh, I'm just saying. I can do some solid background vocals. Where can the where can the folks follow you and keep up with you? Oh, um, you know, I'm so imaginative. DrewYoungBand.com. Let's go. And uh, all the social media stuff. So um, that's pretty. Drew Young Band. No, there's not there's not a Drew Young Band though. Oh well. <laughs> Drew, Young, Drew Young wasn't available. I think we're sitting with him, man. Maybe. Then we're That's sitting with Carrie. Yep, you go ahead. Sorry. Let's see. It's CarrieHudson.com, the uh, Facebook, and then the Pontywoods Picnic is. Uh, it's kind of. Uh, it's still growing, so it's basically just on Facebook. Um, I already talked about the part where we're growing slow, but yeah, you can find the Pontywoods picnic on Facebook and what would you um, say to someone who's never been um bring some bugs bring some bug spray no we actually (laughs) had the bugs under control uh yeah just mostly uh, you like trippy hippies yeah 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 trippy hippies and you (laughs) me um all right I'll plug my Instagram at Anna A-N-N-A-G Hudson H-U-D-S-O-N he didn't give his um, my dad says, this is Carrie Hudson. Um, this is C-A-R-Y Hudson, H-U-D-S-O-N. And the Piney Woods Picnic Instagram is, again, Piney Woods Picnic, P-I-N-E-Y, Piney Woods Picnic. Um, all of our gigs are easily catch upable on that, mostly on at this is Carrie Hudson. Um, we have Chad Edwards doing that. For us, really nicely. Shout out, but, Chad. Um, shout out, shout out Chad. Chad Edwards. Shout out um, MC Photography. He would really love that. Um, but yeah, that's our um, easily contactable locations. Shut us down, Tyler. Uh, at Tyler Tisdale Music on all social media platforms and uh, TylerTisdaleMusic.com. You can keep up with. Uh, most of what I got going on, uh, most of it's on socials, but I try to update the website as much as I remember to. And uh, yeah, man, we're going to be out on the road playing some shows the rest of the year and uh, looking for a big 2024. So. You got one more thought in you. What's that? I got one more in me? Mm-hmm. My last thought is I very much appreciate Drew Young and Carrie Hudson and their music, and uh, I appreciate Alan. Uh, for being such a cool guy and uh, man you really do you travel fucking everywhere to come see shows and interview artists and you take a true uh, appreciation of, for the music you know and um, you're, you're a real one man we appreciate you coming down and uh, doing this with us and, and shedding a little light on what we got going on down here and thanks Anna for coming out and singing uh, tonight your songs are great. And, Thank you uh, so much. Yeah, Thank man. You. We had a great time. Thank you, Hattiesburg, and uh, everybody for showing up and showing out. We appreciate it. Without further ado, that's it, boys. Thank you. Good night, y'all. See ya. Good night. Cool. Good night. 
My name is Tyler Tisdale from Hattiesburg, Mississippi. This is my new song, Holding Back Time, and this is Porch Talk. Steady as a string Flowing straight from my eyes As the colors turn From blues into gray Here comes the sun Weight rises up high Pouring all the light Back in my eyes No, now I'm In a war with myself I can't seem to find Balance in the way No Why Is it always the same I'm just foolishly Holding back time Holding back time No one else can see They're all against me I can feel that shit Deep in my bones Well that's just all talk It ain't no one's fault All my heart is full Of nothing but love No, now I'm in a war with myself I can't seem to find balance in the way No, is it always the same I'm just foolishly holding back time
You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Save big money when you start your next project today at Menards. Convert your current recessed lighting with energy-saving LED downlights from Fight Electric. They're bright and install easily in just minutes. They also go from regular lighting to nightlight mode with just a simple flip of a switch. Save big on all Fight Lighting products now at Menards. Shop our lighting options today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big money at Menards. 